going to throw it. And he's got the touchdown! Here's Brady's pass. It's Gronkowski! Oh! Max strips it! He is unbelievable! Another week of amazing football games. A lot of upsets, a lot, one really big blowout, and some games that we saw how it was coming, and it happened that way, and it was still just an amazing game. Welcome back to the Taper Gridiron Podcast. I'm Isaac, here with my dad, Steven. And yes, we're going to break down this week some of the football, what's happening, and what went down. Another tie as well. I, Another tie? I can't handle these ties. <laughs> like It ends in overtime, and the game just ends in a tie. I mean, I have a hard time with the World Cup. Right now they're in elimination rounds and knockout rounds, but that that first round of the World Cup where the games can end in a tie, I hate it. It just it just bugs me. I, and I understand the pointing system and how it all works, but then you get into the NFL and just the fact that, and we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. we've talked about it with Coach Dungy, just a game ending in a tie. At least go into like... I mean, we've said it before, field goal kicks or something, yeah. or just play. I don't know. Do you just keep playing another quarter to see what happens? That can just hap- go on and on and on and on. I don't know. Make it fun. Do something. Maybe you have mm-hmm. to, like, do the best of three Hail Marys or something. Yeah. Or a 30-yard field goal, a 40-yard field goal, 50-yard field goal, and, you know, whoever makes the most or makes it wins. I don't know. I don't know either. And I think... That would definitely help some in these ties because it does kind of throw things off. Like, there should be a winner and a loser. And, yes, we've had a few ties in the NFL so far. Yeah, but this week, the Washington Commanders, I still have a hard time saying that, and then the New York Giants tie 2020. I saw that, yeah. But supposedly, it was such an epic game, an epic rivalry, which, I don't know, the Giants are doing good. Yeah, I get it. So much so, though, this game ended at a tie, and then they announced that they flexed the next time that these guys meet, which is in like two weeks, is going to be a Sunday night game. So they flexed this repeat to a Sunday night game. We're just going to sit there and watch another tie? Yeah, that's not appealing. I don't know. I don't know. All right, what you got, Isaac? So I first, like I mentioned, there was a really big blowout in this game. And you see blowouts every once in a while, but then there are some that are just like insane. The Colts and the Cowboys. Now, I honestly didn't even see this game becoming a blowout. I thought it was going to be a pretty even game. I didn't even think there was going to be a lot of points scored. But the Cowboys have been doing so well, and they just walked all over the Colts. Now, the beginning of this game, Matt Ryan was actually doing pretty Mm -hmm. good. I liked what the Colts were doing, and I was like, wow, they could actually pull this off. And Jeff Saturday's got his team playing really well. Matt Ryan was making good decisions. It was kind of just, uh, it was, it was, they were doing really well and you kind of were like, this could be a really good game. And it, for the most part, was. Yeah. They both kind of struggled. It wasn't that bad. It was kind of close throughout the whole game until the very end of the third quarter. And then Malik Hooker just owned the Colts and helped the Cowboys get 33 points and four turnovers in the fourth quarter alone i am just shocked at how that happened and how they were able to just ravage the colts in the fourth quarter 54 to 19 I mean, it's just crazy that it was I mean, we've seen those kind of games before we've seen those kind of scores before but 
this was kind of unique where it was just right boom in the fourth quarter, the end of the game. It's close both ways. And then, yeah, you just I don't I don't know if the Colts fell apart or if the Cowboys just really kicked it into another gear to say, mm-hmm. hey, we're not on the same playing field right now. We're not on the same level. Like we can just blow you out of the water here. I think it was a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I think that the Cowboys really did step it up, but the Colts, they are struggling. Is it Matt Ryan? Is it, I, I don't look at Matt Ryan as a bad quarterback, but the same thing, you can look at Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson is, it's, it's hard to say is right now, mm-hmm. was an elite quarterback, same as Matt Ryan. He was kind of just in that category of, quarterbacks that you trusted, you knew were going to at least be consistent and do well. Yes, he struggled with winning a Super Bowl or or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl, and then you're seeing these guys just crumble down right now. Is it them? Is it in their mindset? Is it just all the trades that happen and and you struggle? Like, really, does that play a part in it? You can look at somebody like Baker Mayfield. I don't think Baker Mayfield really was ever an elite quarterback. I think that he could have continued to get better mm-hmm. if the Browns would have kept him and 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 would have kept cultivating him. But then, like, the trades happen. Does it all just mess with your mindset and you're struggling? And then here, the Panthers let Baker Mayfield go. But then you got somebody like Tom Brady who, yeah, I mean, he's struggling this year. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about him more in a little second. But – He's an elite quarterback with the Patriots and with the Bucks. So I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening either. And it it's yes, it's also the environment you're in because uh, Tom Brady was such an elite quarterback that he was able to transform the Buccaneers, who at the time were a very struggling team with they had James Winston and things just weren't working out for them. But he was still able to transform their team into a very into a Super Bowl winning team like they were very solid for a while and now they're starting to struggle uh, struggle again which obviously that's normal Tom Brady's getting older and but back to Baker Mayfield I don't think that was a good decision because Baker Mayfield yes he has potential and he has opportunities that he's able to prove himself and we've seen it we've seen him prove himself on the Browns and how well he's been able to do and for me personally I do not think it was a good position on the a good decision on the Panthers part to make that decision because they don't, I mean, yes, they have a pretty solid team, but that was also kind of their star quarterback, and that was the asset that they had that would bring them home. Now, Baker Mayfield, I'm pretty sure, was a first-round draft pick. Wow. And, yeah, here, looking at 2018, you got Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, who's also not doing really well, Josh Rosen, which a lot of people don't even know who he is. I don't. And then you have Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, all drafted in that same draft class, first round picks. Josh Allen, I just he's just off the charts mm-hmm. right now. But again, you look at him early on, he was struggling, and then he the last couple of years has really kicked it into a different gear. Lamar Jackson always had that just athletic ability, mm-hmm. and I think that he's going to continue to grow as a quarterback. And continue to get better. But these other guys, yeah, they're struggling. Again, Baker Mayfield had some talent. And I think that he just needs the right team around him. And to continue just kind of cultivating him to get him to be better. Then you can look at the Bears with Justin Fields. 
he he's a great quarterback, great athlete. He's just in a really bad system. He's still shining. You're still seeing good things out of him. They're definitely not going to be winning games. They're not winning games. And it's 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 it goes hand in hand, right? You need the great quarterback or the quarterback that can grow and can be great, but you also need a team and coaches around him mm-hmm. that's going to help. For sure. And yes, it's the environment for how people can succeed. Because we've even seen Mitch Trubisky was on the Bears. He struggled. He was not doing well. And just the environment he was in was not made for success. But then they put him on the Bills and he beats us 41 to like 19. And I'm just like, how can someone make that switch in an environment? And it's probably because the Bills, they create their players and they make them win and they have a great coaching staff and good people around them. The Bears have a system that's just one way. It's how, and we've even talked about before, quarterbacks should be allowed to be able to play how their play style is. And I think recently we've been seeing Justin Fields kind of allowed to run more and being able to be himself. And that's why we've seen him get touchdowns and be more successful. But before it was only in the pocket and he had to throw it and wasn't able to really make runs. And that's not, that's just not who he is. And now that they're letting him be more adventurous and be himself, that's how we're going to start winning games. Well, yeah. And you're seeing him breaking stats and breaking records and playing at an elite level. It's Mm -hmm. just the rest of the team isn't. Yeah. And that's you're just always going to struggle. Well, then again, you can go. Let's dive into Tom Brady a little bit. Whether you like him or not, whether you like, you can't, you can't not acknowledge that he has been an elite quarterback for years upon years. You can argue to the cows come home. Is he the greatest of all time? He is a great quarterback. He is fantastic at what he does. And if you watched. Sunday night football. Actually, I'm pretty proud of Andy Dalton with the Saints. They kind of held their own. I was seeing some good things out of them. Tom Brady, struggling. They had three points the whole game. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, wow, the Saints defense really had Tom Brady's number. He was just struggling. He was off. You know, just little dinks and dunks here and there. And he's frustrated. And you're just kind of like, wow, I, I don't know. But then in the back of your mind, you're sitting there always going, it's not over till it's over, especially when you got Tom Brady. Yeah, mm-hmm. if it's 16 to 3, three minutes left in the game, and you sit there and go, ah, it's the Bears, it's Justin Fields on the other side, well, we probably got this game, or ah, it's just the Commanders, or ah, it's just, you know, whoever, the Jets. Jets are doing good, but also mm-hmm. struggling. You're, you're just sitting there going like, ah, yeah, there's that potential, but... Saints are dominating this game. But when you got Tom Brady on the other side, it's not know. over, and you don't know. And three minutes left in the game, you saw the different switch. Yeah, the Saints' defense fell apart towards the end of the game, but Tom Brady used the experience, used his elite knowledge of the game, and you saw it kick into a different gear. All of a sudden, it was just like, we have an opportunity we need to capitalize on it, and you see two touchdowns in three minutes, and Tom Brady taking a win. I was so shocked when I saw that. First, actually, I was heartbroken because I was so excited that the Saints were going to beat the Buccaneers. I was like, yes, the Saints are proving themselves. They already kind of proved themselves to me when they beat the Rams, but the Rams have kind of been struggling all over the place, but 
the Buccaneers getting two touchdowns in three minutes, that kind of just did it for me because I even kind of was about to get up and walk away. I'm like, yeah, the Saints won this. And then I, like, come back after getting a drink, and I literally just see, like, them get a touchdown and touchdown, and they win. I was so mad. I was like, you're kidding me right now. And, yeah, you never know with Tom Brady because, obviously, you never want to rule out a team no matter who they are. But with Tom Brady especially, you got to be completely—you got to play a full— game because if you even let up one thing he'll take advantage of that well that's what exactly what happened they let their foot off the gas a little bit a little crack showed and Tom Brady took advantage of it which also we talk Isaac of why we watch football one you never know what's going to happen but this also proved too how many games do you kind of sit there and go like oh yeah these guys got it and we don't have to watch the end or you know we'll kind of skip the rest of the fourth quarter I mean there was three minutes left in the game and three points is all that Tom Brady had. You're like, yeah, they're not doing anything. And you blink, and they won the game. And you're just like, what just happened? And that's what makes football fun, because you don't know what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I was I felt bad for Andy Dalton and the Saints. I, I do feel bad for you, because the Saints kind of were in that running. Ironically, that whole division just stinks right now. Yes. And... I mean, the Buccaneers are the top of that division at six and six, which is just crazy. You know, again, you look at these other divisions, you know, Vikings 10 and two, uh, 49ers eight and four, the Eagles 11, 11 and one, Bills nine and three, Chiefs nine and three, Ravens eight and four. And it's just the good teams are kind of showing that they're good. Yeah. And ironically, this whole division, Buccaneers six and six again, Falcons five and eight. Panthers four and eight, and then the Saints four and nine. It still is anyone's division. The Saints are not out of it, but them winning this game and winning the entire game, and you're like, wow, the Saints pull this off. They're actually right in that playoff running. They actually could end up taking the division. This could be cool for them. I was like, hey, Isaac, they actually might sneak a playoff appearance. Are they going to go far? Probably not because they are struggling. Andy Dalton, I don't know that he really can lead the team week in and week out. But now it's looking a little grim. Looks like the Buccaneers probably, it still is anybody's division. But I do feel bad for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, yes, it is kind of the Buccaneers. And I'm not really mad. I love Tom Brady. I love the Buccaneers system. And I think they will not even really go far in the playoffs because, yes, they are an elite team. And, yes, they're the top of the NFC South, but they still, on just in comparison to these other teams, are not doing well. Like you said, Eagles eleven and one, Vikings ten and two. These are elite teams that before were kind of in like the shadows and you didn't even really notice them, but now are like really showing up and you gotta like look out for them. And so yeah, I'm excited to see what this playoff picture is gonna look like. Eagles division, the NFC East, right now, I you you have to say that is the best division in football right now because you have the Eagles at 11-1, the Cowboys playing really good. We just mm-hmm. talked about them at 9-3. and three. The Giants, ironically, have just been pulling off wins 7-4. and four. Obviously, they tied you know this week. And then the Commanders, 7-5. and five. That, that is like the only division where everybody kind of has a winning record. And that's it's crazy. Like all that you got here, you know, you got Tom Brady's division that everybody's kind of falling apart. And then you got this division where everyone's doing fairly well. If the Eagles hold on, which it looks like they're going to, 
we've talked about them early. If you remember us talking, oh, yeah. you know, week one, week two, week three, where they're undefeated, and we're like, they kind of had an easy schedule, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like, ah, are the Eagles really good? But then we kept saying, well, I also think that it's a confidence booster. You're doing really good. You're winning, and you're gelling as a team. You're growing as a team. Mm-hmm. And then when they got that first loss, how are they going to come back? Are they going to come back better and and learn and grow from that? And you're seeing that the Eagles are legit. I, I, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from them. And so it looks like they're going to be able to take that division, hopefully. But then these other guys coming into the wild card, the, just the fact that we're talking about playoffs I know, right? is freaking me out, okay? It is. like how like I feel like the season like just started, and now we're already on playoff pictures. Super Bowl, all of that. I'm like, where did the time go? Like, how did it come that fast? We're going to be starting week 14. That is a scary thought. Like, there's only like four weeks left. Wow. Only a month left of football. That is. Well, I mean, sad. then you got playoffs. Oh, but, yeah. And we, but still got, still. we still got some time to break some things down and, and to see. But, yeah, the fact that we're at that tail end is a little crazy. It is crazy. And I'm just like, I thought it like just started. But yet. It did, and the time went by. But we've seen lots of great things. We've seen lots of great teams stepping up, a lot of underdog teams. The playoff picture is looking very interesting this year. I'm very excited to see how the playoffs are going to turn out, how the Super Bowl is going to turn out. And, yeah, I think we have very good things coming up. So what else do you got for me today? Uh, We did have the Bengals and Chiefs game. That was a very good game. You know, I'm glad you reminded me of that because I had a note and forgot about it. Joe Burrow, dude. First of all, the Bengals have been doing a really good job. But yes. Then you got the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes cannot seem to beat Joe Burrow and the Bengals. And it seems like Joe Burrow's just got the Chiefs number right now mm-hmm. because he is just on fire and he's like 3 and 0 or you can flip to the other side. You got Mahomes who's 0 and 3 against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. In the last couple games, like, I mean, obviously last year and then the AFC Championship game, Chiefs cannot seem to get over that hurdle, but this was actually a really good game. It was a lot of fun to watch, and yeah, right now, Joe Burrow is flying high against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. He is flying high, and I was surprised to see, like, how well he's been succeeding because he's succeeded, and he's been amazing. They made it to the Super Bowl last year, so that's just proof that they've been amazing, but... Seeing him, seeing the record of Patrick Mahomes not beating him at all is just astounding to me. And I mean, yes, Joe Burrow is amazing, but they also have a very solid team. They got Jamar Chase, who was who came on back. fire. Yeah, yes, and he was injured an out for a couple of weeks, and he comes back. And yeah, you got Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase together. Whew, good things are going to happen. Good things are going to happen for sure. And Joe Mixon was out this game, and some Samaje Perrine was put in. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, but he got put in, and I was at first a little worried. I'm like, Joe Mixon's a great running back. How is he going to be a replacement? But he actually was very good and very solid and got some very nice uh, first downs and gave opportunities for Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow to make good plays. And, you know, you look at the quarterback comparison, both of them did really well. It wasn't a blowout in either way. No. It was great just— Hard-fought game, 27-24, but Joe Burrow, 25 of 31. What is that, six incompletions the whole game? Two touchdowns? I mean, he was just on fire, just did a really good job. Was just, well, he stepped up and did what he needed to do. And 
the Chiefs still need to find a, an answer for Jamar Chase. You know, he's had seven receptions, 97 yards. Again, great. I, we're going to be watching these guys for years to come. Yes. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Same things with, you know, the Chiefs and the Chargers and, and watching them. There's just mm-hmm. a lot of quarterbacks and a lot of teams right now that I'm excited to be able to watch for years to come. I don't think they're going to be like Tom Brady where we're watching them for 23, 25 years. The same guys yeah. over and over again. But I think that some of these guys, especially Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, are kind of like your, you know, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady rivalries yeah. that you're going to kind of see just over and over again, which is going to be a lot of fun. When it's almost going to be like a coin flip of who's going to win, who's going to be able to pull it off. Yeah. And those are going to be just really fun, exciting games year in and year out that I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to those too and seeing a lot of these potentially really good younger quarterbacks and yes we're going to see them for years to come we're going to have these insane rivalries and we have a lot of other a lot of quarterbacks like that we have uh Jalen Hurts we have Justin Herbert we have lots of these quarterbacks coming up that are not even rookies they're just younger quarterbacks but they're able to still perform at such an elite level yeah it's going to be a lot of fun okay we're going to be talking football it's going to be awesome heading towards the end of the season we're getting closer to Christmas. Yes. There's actually some Saturday games happening, which is crazy. In a couple weeks, you're going to have a bunch of games. On a, You know, you got Thursday, then football. Then you got Saturday football. Then you got Sunday. Then you got Monday. So that's going to be really cool. Then you got Christmas Eve. There's going to be football on Christmas Eve. There's going to be football on Christmas Day. It's going to be a lot of fun. Then you got football on New Year's Day. You got football on Monday right after New Year's, which that doesn't usually happen. So there's just going to be a lot of football happening towards the tail end of the season, which I'm super excited about. We're going to be able to break it down, Isaac. We're going to be able to kind of pick things out and see what's going on. It's going to be kind of cool to see the important games. You know, as we get towards the tail end, there's going to be a lot of games that are, I don't want to say pointless, because they're still good for those players to, to prove themselves, to grow and to learn. But there's going to be a lot of those games that don't mean anything as far as the playoff picture because you're going to be like, yeah, well, this team's out, that team's out. So uh, that's kind of a lame, lame game. But what it's going to do is it's going to kind of narrow it down to what are those important games. Exactly. The, the people that have to win it. And I like that when you get towards the end of the season, especially the last week or two, and it's you, you win and you're in. You know, or you win and you win the division, or you win and you get home field advantage. And if you lose, you don't get that. Those are really cool games because everybody's mindset is we got to go and play at an elite level. And if we don't, that's on us. Exactly. And that's why, in my opinion, some of the best games, I mean, the Super Bowl is amazing and the Super Bowl is awesome, but there is so much hype around the Super Bowl and the halftime show and all this going on. But some of the best games, probably the best game, is the championship game because it's so. Just you want to get into the Super Bowl so bad. So you often see the best of teams get just get shown on display. And that's where you often see like the raw potential and just vigor of these teams. And those games are often some of my favorites. Championship weekend, I've been saying it for years, is one of my favorite weekends because you do. You get the two games. It's almost like two Super Bowls. Yeah, two Super Bowls. Because you have two games that are just really hard fought and they are at just a really an elite level and these four teams are just battling their hearts out to get to the Super Bowl I understand that it is important to win the Super Bowl they want to do it that is their end goal but for me 
I've I've had more. I don't want to say lame because they're all cool in a sense, but kind of like just let down Super Bowls over mm-hmm. the year. We were just kind of like that was like epic, and then you're like, eh, that was okay. But championship weekend, man, those just always seem to live up to the hype, mm-hmm. and that's just it's it's one of my favorites for sure. So hey, I'm excited. This is gonna be awesome. We're gonna yes. break things down. We'll talk next week, Isaac. Don't forget to like us wherever you get your podcasts, and you can comment on the Podbean app. You can send us an email, tablegridiron at gmail.com anytime. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, and don't forget to share us with all your friends. That's how the word gets spread around, and we will see you next week.